listening to Frankie Boy Radio. That the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Letting America take a deep breath. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 219 of Frankie Boy Radio. Tonight, we're talking about the 219 Club. And jazz, yeah, can you dig it? I'm your host, Josh Urban. Thanks for tuning in. Happy Friday to you. Hope it's been good. It's been good over here. I was uh, working on putting my study together and rattling around the house. And I said, you know what? I need to see people today. I need to socialize. I'm going to be lonely. So I uh, swung by work and visited a couple of other people that I know there. A couple of my senior buddies. And uh, was hooking up the weather station. I, I got a weather station for the place, and it wasn't connecting to the Wi-Fi. And I finally got it connected to the Wi-Fi. And then I was swung by. I was talking to King Henry. Shout out to King Henry. We were talking about weather and health policy and all sorts of interesting things. So that was that was cool. And uh, I was talking to Martha on the phone. She was telling me about some of her classical piano stuff, and we got an interview coming out with her. And probably about a week. So stay tuned for that. That's going to be cool. And I was listening to a lot of classical music. I was also listening to some jazz music. And I was, Martha said, what, what's the, uh, the next episode is 219, right? I said, yeah. And that reminded me of the 219 Club in Alexandria. And uh, they certainly did not pay me to do this. And I don't even know if they're still open. But it's right on King Street, you know, coming up from the waterfront. And right near where the ghost tours gather. And it's usually packed with people, you know, in, in happier times. And they have jazz there. And one night I went out to see some jazz. I was probably about 22 or 23. And I had just been working on some jazz guitar. No, maybe I was even younger than that. And I was just learning jazz guitar. And there was going to be a jazz group there. And this was really the first jazz event that I went to on my own. And or really that I had ever been to. And I, I went up, and the Rick Whitehead trio was playing. So it was a good, well, no, it was a quartet. There was a guitar and a drum and a bass and a saxophone. And there's something about jazz, especially live jazz. And I have, I've had a, a growing relationship with the genre. And if you're listening to this, and maybe you're already a jazz fan, you're like, yes, okay, I get it, Josh. And, but a lot of people don't like jazz. And a joke I heard at a music conference one time was, how do you make a small fortune in jazz? Well, you start with a large fortune. <laughs> I was first uh, really started to dig jazz, if you pardon the pun. I was about 17, and I was driving this car around that had a busted antenna. So to get any reception, and there was there was no CD player in it or anything, and so to get any reception in the, the car radio, you had to to reach your hand outside of the window and touch the antenna, you know, just like if you're riding with your arm out the window, which is all well and good. And it, but the problem was it was in the winter and it was really rainy that winter. So my hand would get all freezing in the rain and I'd have to bring it in and then I'd, it would get staticky and then I'd go out and I'd touch the antenna and I'd, I'd cruise around the different stations and I didn't really hear anything that I liked. I was in this big heavy metal phase and and uh, so I, I couldn't stand the pop at the time. It's like, no, 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 this is this is not music. You know what is this? There's no dragons in it. There's no guitar solos. There's no wailing. I can't. I can't even. It's just noise, man. Then I started listening to the jazz station. That was I could tell there was good musicians on there. And the classical station too, of course. But uh, 
was really intrigued with the jazz station because there was no guitar and the whole the whole art form moved forward without an electric guitar screaming all over it. It didn't make sense to me at first. And then I started listening to it. I said, oh, wow, the piano's really picking up a lot of, a lot of the weight there. And, oh, the saxophone's really playing the solo there. And I'll listen to that. And jazz, by nature, has dissonance in it. Where's my, where's my guitar? The, uh, uh, so far away. Not really. Hey. Not plugged in, but. That's a nice C chord, right? Makes sense. C major seven. Oh, it's a little more. A little more complicated. C major nine. Ooh. My electric guitar is not plugged in. Pardon the tone. What if you make it a C7 sharp nine? Weird spiky. Ooh, you wouldn't find that on hold. On the hold music on Comcast. Too much tension in it. Interesting stuff. And then you get into, well, the art form itself. Like, well, I uh, have something here to read you. Bill Evans, great pianist, wrote this. And uh, he played on the, the biggest jazz album of all time, Kind of Blue. Miles Davis came out in 1959. And changed the world. Everybody has this album. It's just phenomenal. And the liner notes are great. I want to read you a little bit of this. Improvisation in Jazz by Bill Evans. There is a Japanese visual art in which the artist is forced to be spontaneous. He must paint on a thin stretched parchment with a special brush and black water paint in such a way that an unnatural or interrupted stroke will destroy the line or break through the parchment. Erasures or changes are impossible. These artists must practice a particular discipline, that of allowing the idea to express itself in communication with their hands in such a direct way that deliberation cannot interfere. The resulting pictures lack the complexity or the complex composition and textures of ordinary paintings. But it is said that those who see well find something captured that escapes explanation. This conviction that direct deed is the most meaningful reflection, I believe, has prompted the evolution of the extremely severe and unique disciplines of jazz or the improvising musician. Group improvisation is a further challenge. Aside from the weighty technical problem of collective coherent thinking, there is a very human, even social need for sympathy from all the members to bend for the common result. This most difficult problem, I think, is beautifully met and solved on this recording. So, well, granted, one of the problems with jazz is, is for a bunch of guys sitting around in the room going, it's pretty pretentious. But it's an interesting thing because it's, it's, it is spontaneous and it's, I find it's a different a different approach to something because you spend a lot of time preparing for what you might say, but you never know what you will say. It's very conversational. And when I listen to a jazz record, it's like I'm hearing an impossibly cool group of people talk. You ever have that experience where you're sitting around and you might feel a little bit insecure and intimidated, but there's some cooler kids around, you know, and, and they're talking and you just, you're like, man, I just, 
how do they sound that cool? To me, that's like listening to jazz. So back to the 219 Club. So I was started to study jazz and I'm, I really would not consider myself a jazz guitar player, maybe someday, but it, it is a weird style to, to play. Cool, but above my head and not necessarily in, in natural for me. Um, I love it though. And so I got to ask them on during intermission. I went up and it was a really small place. And I said, Hey, you know, Mr. Rick, uh, you know, I'm Josh, I'm, I'm learning how to play jazz guitar and I'm learning autumn leaves. Would you, I think he said, does anybody have any requests? And then he took an intermission. I said, yeah, I would love to hear you play that. He said, okay. And he played it. It was incredible to hear his take on a standard. And that's another thing that I just love about jazz is, is you'll have frameworks of songs, but then everybody's expected to remix it in their own way. And he played his own way. It was beautiful and gorgeous and instrumental. And you could hear a pin drop in between the notes. Everybody would clap after his solo and then the saxophone player would take a solo and you'd clap for all the musicians. Wonderful live calligraphy. So if you get a chance, go check out some Autumn Leaves. I think Barney Kessel playing Autumn Leaves is one of my favorite guitar versions of it. And then Eva Cassidy, even though it's not really a jazz song singing Autumn Leaves, is hauntingly beautiful for the vocal rendition right there. Hope you enjoy digging some of those sounds. And now, let's take a couple of deep breaths. Can you dig it? <laughs> Reminds me of the time I was, I was hosting, I was filling in with a, uh, a radio show. Um, I used to host a, a monthly radio show down in Richmond. That's kind of on a hold with all the COVID stuff and everything. And there was a guy after me who would have a jazz show and he, he had me sit in when he was out of town. He goes, you want to sit in? I said, yeah, absolutely. So I tried to really stick to his format and he was always super cool. And so I tried to be super cool. I was like, yeah, can you dig it? I was driving home. I talked to my mom. I said, hey, you know, you hear the show? She goes, yeah, but are you okay? You know, I said, oh yeah, yeah. I was just trying to be cool. There it is. Me listening to the cool kids. <laughs> Didn't work so well. Oh, well, maybe next time. Now, let those eyes drift gently closed. Breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Let us begin. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, Three, four. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Final one. Inhale. One, two. Three, four, pause, one, two, exhale, one, two, three, four. <sighs> Wiggle those toes, open those eyes. Go listen to some jazz. I'm listening, I got the stereo system set up in 
the study and this is cool. This is a, a total 70s rig. So my dad, when he was in the service in the 70s, he, he bought his younger brother, a 1973 Pioneer receiver and his parents uh, techniques turntable. And then one of my buddies who since passed away, who's also in the service in the 70s, and I think he bought the speakers then, but I'm not sure, uh, gave me a pair of Pioneer speakers. So I have the whole thing set up, playing some jazz, records, and that's the way it's supposed to sound, unless it's live. So I'm going to go listen to that and have another cup of tea. We'll see you all tomorrow. Have a wonderful evening. Good night.